Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in to Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos, and this is the Doan Athlete Project. We're going all the way up until 11 o'clock. If you guys want to join in, Sardar Heyman text line 402-464-5685. Great way to join the show and streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 951 if you want to put a face to the voice. But guys, what do we got tonight? All right. Well, we're back with Swish Swing Serve. Without I'm... the swing tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feels like we've been one short. <laughs> yeah, we're one short. We're Without the swing tonight. <laughs> yeah. We, it's finals week at Doan, so Blake is busy studying for an 8 a.m. final tomorrow, yep. something like that. Um, but yeah, welcome back. I'm Grace. I'm Brady. And to start off tonight's show, I think we kind of wanted to get into like um, maybe who our role models are within our sport, um, just because I feel like that's a big reason as to why we play our sport. Yeah. So Brady, if you want to go first and tell so, us. I would say um, mine... So I have a basketball one, but I also have another sports role model that I look up to as well. Um, so my basketball one is Chris Paul, just because Chris Paul, he's been, uh, he's like one of the shortest players in the league. He's played for, I think, 20 some, I think he's played for 20 years, maybe a, little, a couple years um, shorter than that. But he's just like, he reminds me of the way that I want to play the game of basketball. Um, he's obviously defied all the odds of like the height and those different things. And he's just, he's out there dropping dimes and he's, um, he just controls the way he controls the game the way the basketball players should play. Now people complain that he flops or he complains about calls too much, but um, in all honesty, I complain about calls way too much. Uh, so he, uh, no, he just, he's just inspired me the way that like he plays the game of basketball. Um, and just like, if he can make and he can be good at what he does at that high of a level, then, you know, the level I'm at, I know that my size doesn't, shouldn't affect what I do. Um, but then also he's, he's my man. He, uh, the guy I really look up to the most is probably Dak Prescott. He, he's obviously the quarterback of my favorite team, NFL. But like, what team? Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Yeah, um, we're in sweatshirt right now. But uh, <laughs> so he, I don't know, just the way he, because point guards and quarterbacks are extremely similar when it comes to the leadership of the team, and they they run the show. Like they have the ball in their hands every play, more than likely. Um, quarterbacks especially, and I played quarterback in high school. Um, but I don't. I mean, point guards are bringing up the floor, up, up the floor. Teammates have to trust you. Same thing with uh, in football, like you got to trust the quarterback, what he's going to do, make all the calls, those different things. And I think um, just over like hearing him do interviews and him just being in the huddle with his teammates, like it inspired his leadership and the way he goes about his business just inspires me what I need to do for my team. Um, and so I just really look up forward to that. Um, and just like those leadership qualities, I think is really important for as for me to look forward to in a role model. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good reasoning. Yeah, I always find that I relate to like my role to, role model um, based off their leadership. Yeah, just because I mean it's like someone you're looking up to, so you're gonna tend to lean um, towards leading the same way that they do. So in tennis, I do have a question. Like mm-hmm. going off the leadership stuff, like um, it's it's an individual sport for the most part, but like how can you show leadership in tennis? Like when you're looking for like when you're looking at because I'm guessing your favorite um, your role model is Coco or is that her Goff? name? Um, yeah, yeah, she's definitely one of I'll just answer that question while I'm at Go ahead. it. Um, I would say Coco Goff is definitely a person I look up to just because she succeeded when at a younger age. Um, and she's a really talented athlete and kind of has 
her stuff together. You know, she's mm -hmm. a great athlete. Um, but I would say that like my specific role model that I look up to the most would probably be um, like girl wise. Emma, I'm going to like not say her <laughs> last her name. name. Right. Yeah, but it's like Radicano or something like that mm -hmm. um, because she is such a talented athlete um, and she really had to work her way up to the standing she has now. Yeah. Um, and I really liked her because she was always kind of like doubted. She was like the underdog, yep. you know, and I feel like that's why I always took a liking to her um, is because she worked hard. She put in the effort and then in the end now she's like, I don't know what she's ranked now, but it's very high, you yeah. know, and she's won a US Open, things like that. She's a really talented player. And so I think um, always watching her, her leadership skills are amazing. I mean, she's always um, cheering on other girls when they play, but I just think she's a great athlete and I always tend to root for the underdogs. Yeah. So that's why I no, like No, I her. agree. Yeah. It's like um, that. It's like the Rocky. I mean, have you ever seen the Rocky movies? Yeah. Like Rocky Balboa. I mean, before every game, I literally watch those. I watch either oh, four, cool. three or one. Really? And I watch it like on the road trips up to places. I listen that's to Rocky because it just gets me motivated. That's cool. Which one's the best? I got to ask. I mean, it's such a tough choice, but I, in my opinion, Rocky four, even though the start of the movie is the cringiest movie scenes like when they're got the robot they're mm -hmm. like dancing with the robot but like the whole russian versus united states and like that was the time the movie was made like right after the cold war yeah and stuff it was i mean like that was just peak i agree with peak you rocky. i'm a rocky four guy yeah. myself that is but, such a great movie but rocky three rocky three when he's facing like the his troubles mm -hmm. of and then like uh Apollo goes damn it rock there is no tomorrow <laughs> like that's hey, that's gotta be an all-time one-liner oh that's interesting i don't think i've ever seen rocky four before you got to it's it's oh. like the all-time movie all-time movie mm, makes you feel like a patriot oh absolutely <laughs> you just feel more american when you watch mm. it and sylvester stallone i mean absolutely on roids but like that movie he is shredded mm -hmm. beyond all beliefs well so is the russian but okay going back to my question like about the leadership like how did you what's her name again uh emma emma so like mm. uh and emma like how do you notice what she does and how can you like put that in your leadership like what you see from emma yeah. how can you put that leadership into the own tennis team yeah. for example well i think like i mentioned you always see her like putting in the effort um and practicing all the time always training um watching what she eats things like that and i think one thing for like um the Doan tennis team is like sure we have time for our practices but then we also know that putting in the time off the court as you probably know yeah. is what really like defines mm -hmm. you as a player and makes you better and so always like seeing her constantly putting in work um i mean uh, that's her job right yeah. but like she's always that's just like what her routine is when she wakes up it's tennis every single day and i think seeing her have a routine like that inspires me to be like okay she's really good why is she so good she eats like this she practices yep. like this you know and so i think being someone that wants to be like her and be at a skill level which will never happen mm -hmm. but you know like be good like her um and showing my teammates that like this is how you get better it's like seeing me on the court after practice you know especially like underclassmen they're like oh she's gotten really good well Maybe because she's putting in time off the yeah. court, you know. So showing my teammates that like I'm hitting off the court and I'm improving in a certain skill, they can too, you know. So yeah. that aspect of leadership, um, I think definitely is what takes place on the Doan tennis team. Um, but otherwise, just like I find that like sure it's fun to be successful like on my own, but it's also su like super fun to be part of a su successful. It's a hard yeah. to say successful team, <laughs> um, and it's exciting to like always have a team that's winning, you know. Yeah. So I think. Um, it's really important for your teammates to like care how you do yeah. and um, always cheer for them. So being the teammate that's like excited when your teammates playing, even if you just got off the court and you just lost, you know, it's like turning around and going and cheering on your teammate, even though you might be really upset you just lost to someone you should have beat, you know, yeah. 
being the teammate that's on the court cheering on for your cheering on your teammates um i think shows a big um leadership skill so that's awesome that there's one thing i wanted to point out when you were talking about the leadership qualities and you were talking about how you want to you want to be that person that um is seen outside of practices and those different things and like you're the one who's put in extra work and all the, and all that stuff so me and guy moran shout out to guy moran he's you know he comes on the show um quite a bit mm -hmm. but he we were talking about it in the locker room and he just because i recently found out last couple of weeks i have a broken wrist um on my shooting hand again oh, so that's wow. the same wrist that i've been playing with the last three or four years but um found out i broke it again and you know just trying to fight through that and those different things right. but you know we were i was working out with uh, one of our like student student coaches um and guy was in there too and he like comes in the locker room he's like you and he's like you inspire me every day to uh work out and those different things i was like guy when I see you in the when I see you in the gym, like that makes me want to work out harder yeah. because, I mean, I don't want to be. It's almost like the competitiveness, mm -hmm. like you don't want to be outworked, right. but like also it's like that iron sharpens iron right. in a way, um, yeah. where, cool. you know, like you're you are showing leadership mm -hmm. by you wanting to outwork another leader on the team, right. and I think that that, you know, creates kind of a, uh, it creates that leadership. So right. I just thought that when you brought up that point, like yeah. that was yeah valid. I kind of relate to that too. Um, because one of my teammates, she comes from Peru and she told me that she used to train like five hours a day. Wow. Because I mean, that's also their goal yeah. is to get into a, a school in America and play tennis or whatever sport. Um, And so when she told me that she trains five hours a day and I like, I've seen how she's played, I've played against her and she's amazing. You know, I'm like, well, then that's what it takes. You know, I need to be putting in not five hours a day. Yeah. I mean, but like more than just my practice time to be maybe at her skill level sometime, you know. Um, so seeing and hearing that that's how long she trained, then I'm like, right. So that's how long I need yeah. to try to train for. And seeing what she does um, maybe in her free time or how she eats and she's a good player, I'm like, well, then maybe that's what I should do, you know. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. like you said, um, seeing how guys in the weight room makes you want to be in the yeah. weight room, I totally relate to that, yeah. That's a good point. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, I have a question for you, Garrison. So I'm seeing these NBA names on these on this list. What was this? What was this about? Oh man, we had a on the fly draft on for out of the current NBA roster. That's crazy. Okay, you can probably see some names no, on there I, that are it. missed completely when you're trying to build yeah, that I roster mean, on the fly. I don't know if I really agree with. There's one from Greece that's just not on there. There's one uh, on the Lakers who's you know pretty good player who's not on that list. The only one I, I know is LeBron. Are you talking about Austin Reeves? <laughs> Oh, is LeBron on that list? Yeah, LeBron's okay, on someone he's, did. Number, he's number one. Giannis Antetokounmpo slipped through the cracks somehow. No one oh, drafted okay. Giannis. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm also not seeing any Jason Tatum or anything like that. So, Jason Tatum? Yeah, no. He can't dribble left. Yeah, but he's averaging 28 a game on the best team in the NBA. So You got the whole league in front of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, that's, that's, that's funny. I was just looking at that. But. I like Tatum more than Brown. He should maybe could argue for Tatum being there. But nonetheless, yeah, that, that's what that list is okay. in front of you. That's all right. Valid. Um, all right. Other than I disagree with these lineups, we'll we'll keep moving forward. Yeah, team chemistry was not in the play. No, obviously not because there's a lot of guys. There's not enough basketballs to fit on some of these lineups. Well, I think one of the pairings is Joel Embiid and Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, that's, that's a curious just, one to see how that, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> and having also having Kawhi and Steph on that same team too. I like that one. That makes sense. Defense, offense. Kawhi's just a defense rounded out kind of guy. Yeah, but Kawhi, when it comes late in the game, like, are you going to keep the ball out of his hands? Um. Whoever's open, you can run a pretty sweet set play and figure out which guy's going to be open. They're going to double right. commit one way or the other. I mean, any, any, I think any one of these teams, you can't, you can't double team any <laughs> yeah, one of that's them. Fair. Yeah, because they're so. I mean, those guys are all tough. But yeah, you got an NBA team? Celtics. Celtics. Okay, Celtics that makes team. sense with the team. Yeah. that's why. Well, you're I mean, he's 
respectfully one of the best players on the planet. He's he top five. It. He's top five player in the league, mm-hmm. and he's not on this top fifteen roster, which is unbelievable. So, <laughs> I guess I guess there's a lot of Celtics hate in that room. Whatever you guys made that. I don't think there's. I think we have a couple Lakers fans, so that's probably that's probably why. Yeah, you can't can't throw Celtic up there. Yeah, those guys probably the same people that argue that LeBron uh, in season tournaments. Maybe get out of the Eastern Conference Finals and they'll take it seriously. We made the finals. (laughs) We made the finals a couple years ago. Okay, that's facts. Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking you guys have been beating your head in the wall in the Eastern Conference Finals over and over. Gosh dang, that was yeah. Last year was bad when we got to the game seven. I thought for sure we had that in Tatum's brains and in the first play of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were done, but. Yeah, that is better than the Bucks. Bucks fired their head coach because they lost to that team. I know. <laughs> well, that's and the, the Bucks can't beat the Celtics. So, yeah. but the Celtics can't beat the Heat. So it's all all goes. So it's the Heat versus whoever LeBron's team is on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious. Did you guys watch the in season tournament at all? Uh, no, I actually don't pay attention to the NBA until the finals because I just don't. I don't believe like. First of all, it's it, it's so much to watch throughout the whole year. I mean, it's 82 game season, and secondly, they're not. It's not like they're going all out. Like the whole reason LeBron wanted to win that was to get five hundred thousand dollars. Like that, it's not like he was trying to go build on his legacy or go win games. Like he was simply trying to win more money, which is an incentive to get these guys playing more mm-hmm. more games. But I mean, it's a one game series. If it was a seven game series, then I'd have some more validity to it. Um, but like playoffs, I'll watch every game in yeah, okay. the playoffs. Fair enough. Like, yeah, I think the whole goal is to get people like you to watch. And if you still aren't interested, there still needs to be some tweaking. I thought it was a pretty good product. Um, courts were ugly. Yeah, no, hideous. those were disgusting. Grace, did you know. watch any NBA? No. I was like, I didn't even know what, what, this, <laughs> yeah, what this was. Yeah, so Grace kind of just sit in the background here. But you could have commented on the courts. We we could have shown you some of the <laughs> some of the court footage. You probably wouldn't agree with the way they looked. What, They're pretty what atrocious. Color were they? Uh, depending on where you were at, it's team colors in Vegas. I think they were the blue and red. Yeah. Um, but it was an eyesore. It was just it was, a lot it was just of color disgusting. on the court, and it was a lot of like logos. Like there was a huge logo in the middle of the court, and it was just mm-hmm. gross. Ew. Yeah, it wasn't great. Well. Yeah. It's not. It's not as cool as the Dome Black Court. Yeah, that had the a, that had only a, Black Court in Nebraska. I think there. Well, it's actually there's only five courts in the United States that are black, and so those wow. are all of them. I know. I didn't know. That is okay. a unique stat. To I have. know. Yeah, it's a pretty unique stat. I feel like Dome pulled those it's numbers. Big, <laughs> flex. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it hasn't always been black. It's been the coach that we have now. He turned it um, into what it is. He like we had to recreate, and he had to recreate what our court was. Um, but great recruiting strategy, I guess, yeah. for it. If Especially you when we're on, I give tours and I'm like, it's like one of the only black courts in Nebraska. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. You know, yeah, like every oh, parent's that's really like, cool. oh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, I could definitely see you on yeah. You're like, yeah, I yeah, know. I, I made a pretty impressive point right there. <laughs> it is a unique stat. That's one you think about. Like, oh, okay, yeah. How many black courts have I played on here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Yeah, there's probably not a lot. Do you have I a have. preference between playing on a black court or like I don't notice a difference. <laughs> I don't notice a difference anymore, to be honest with you. Like, I will say this. When I, you go to other places, it seems a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Like, the lighting and stuff seems a little bit. But would, yeah. for the most part, um, like, you practice on it every day, so you don't know the difference between black. Right. And you're used to the tan courts. And so there's not really a huge difference between the two. I played on Nebraska Wesleyan's um, black courts for tennis. And I Ooh. like I didn't like it. So I figured... Yeah. Yeah. Well, tennis courts are different though. Like yeah. I feel like that's that'd be whack. Well, they had black courts and then their lines were gold, so it's like you, you can't couldn't see. really see you them. Can't yeah. See. So I'm like, I think that was all. And there's no re- there's no officials for. So I don't even know. Own, yeah, I don't know yeah. how you'd call that. That'd no. be that'd be yeah. some shaky. So I'm like, I figured, yeah, but I guess it's probably different in basketball. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. What was our next topic for that? Um. We well, don't let's got do this. Yeah, we don't got time and time left. We got about five minutes. Oh, okay. five minutes. Tell us about your New York. Okay. Tell the audience because she has been on a really, she was on a really cool 
um, experience with their family. So let's hear about this. Yeah. Um, well, part of my Christmas present for my parents was like experience experiencing New York during Christmas time. Um, so I went, it was my first time in New York and I've always seen like pictures on my Pinterest and I'm like, Oh, I want to go, you know, but, um, yeah, my parents finally took us and I would say the highlight of the trip was going to the St. Patrick's, um, cathedral. It's so pretty during Christmas. They mm-hmm. have like their, their nativity set up. Um, and it's gorgeous. We also attended like mass yeah. during their mass times. And it's just like one of those like magical Christmas experiences that I'm like, everyone needs to go to that. It's so cool. Um, but it's kind of one funny story I had is we were like walking around the cathedral and we had like just stopped at Starbucks and gotten a drink and we've taken like maybe two sips out of our drink and we like walk in and, um, we're looking around and the guy's like, you can't have drinks in here. And we're oh. like, oh, dang it. We dang just it. bought our drinks. Yeah. I'm sure that Starbucks in New York is like <laughs> seven to $8. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so we sat outside and drank our drinks and then went back in. But yeah, New York was really cool and it's definitely a really fun experience. So that was part of my Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, otherwise, we're all kind of in finals week right now. It's been brutal. Um, yeah. So, Brady, what was your hardest final? Oh, man, I'm still taking. I think I still have my hardest final tomorrow that oh. I got to take. Oof. But to be honest with you, I have not had an in-person final. It's all been online stuff. So mm-hmm. even though I had no online classes, they all made their finals online. But like it is as a history education uh, major, it is a lot of the history finals I'm taking right now. And Historians love to make you write and make you write and make you write mm-hmm. um, and then write more citations. And then yeah. so like it's just it's really like tedious and annoying work. Right. Um, like today I wrote a final and it took me like an hour and 50 minutes. Um, and How it many was pages? it was 12 to 13. I think it was 12 or 13 pages long. Um, oh. Luckily, double spaced. So <laughs> in reality, like six or seven. Uh-huh. Um, but I had this argument today with one of my players that or with one of my teammates that actually ever since high school, like people are in double space. So you are, when you write 13 pages, you write 13 pages. Like it's not like six and a half. Right. Like you're not discrediting your work for being a double space. Um, but no, so then tomorrow I got a final that classmates have told me takes about an hour and a half, hour, 50 minutes. So I'm just so excited for that as well. Um, but no, I mean, it's just been, I am a big procrastinator. So a lot of the final projects that have come up have finally kind of, they've hardly started to hit the deadline. So right. I needed to get those done. Um, and in my famous classical, like last minute attempt effort to get <laughs> things done. I don't know. I, I work get, better under pressure. I do too. Like yeah. that, it, the thrill. So I was listening to Andrew Huberman's podcast and it was talking about, um, they were talking about like procrastination and like productivity. And Huberman even said that he's like, I liked deadlines to like where, I, if I had three days to work on it, I like he got a thrill or a rush from yeah. it. And I, I was like, I agree with that. Cause yeah. I mean, when I get down to the, like, I have no motivation to work on it. If I have three months to work on it, mm-hmm. I have no motivation during that three months to like chip away at it. No. yeah. I just want to get it all done in the three days. Like that, that's what either like gets me going for homework mm-hmm. or just like gets me to motivate just a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I love it's that rush. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's such a bad habit to get oh, into. Oh, it's horrible. It's like, it just, it I get anxiety. Better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my heart was beating out of my chest. Are you, were you a person who got his work done early? 
Yeah, not like no. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I would procrastinate, um, but unfortunately, I didn't have the mindset. I wasn't like, oh, this is a thrill. Let me get. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have a heart attack. I need to get yeah. this done yeah. uh, before midnight. Turn in the long nights with the coffee. That always helps. But nonetheless, yeah. we do gotta throw the break here on the Don't Athlete Project. Uh, we'll have a couple more segments up left, so don't go anywhere. And if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685, start a Heyman text line. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.